0: My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creators Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to host space for Black women to prioritize self care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated, valued, and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. Meet Lindsay Renee Benton, a professional dancer, choreographer, and professor at Alabama State University. She is a force to be reckoned with. Who grew up in a creative household and was the former principal dancer for the Garth Fagan Dance Company in New York for five and a half years? Lindsay Renee expertly balances running her nonprofit, the Lindsay Renee Foundation, and is also the founder and artistic director of the Lindsay Renee Dance Theater. Join us as we discuss her full circle moment and just why community is so important for a creative. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. I'm super excited to get to know you a little bit more and to share your story. I know a little bit about your story, but can you share just about your journey and how you knew that you wanted to start this creative life?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me today. Um, That's quite a a layered (laughs) question. (laughs) Um, I would say, you know, I have a a cousin who says all the time that he thinks I was an experiment. Both of my parents are some of the most creative people that you could ever meet in your life. And so they decided to get together and just see what would happen. Mm -hmm. And then there was me. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I've grown up, you know, I've grown up in a very artistic and creative and expressive household. And so whether it was visual art, music, dance theater writing you know this was all okay it was it was all a part of my regular way of functioning so you know any given saturday morning I could hear my father playing classical music, and he'd be out on the deck with an easel painting. And then, you know, in the basement, my mother might have her guitar amp and microphone singing to the top of her lungs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in no way needing the actual um, amplifier. But, you know, here we are. And (laughs) then I'm somewhere in between creating and doing something. So I would say from the time I was little, it was always just a very active, a part of of my life, using my imagination, expressing myself and ideas in whatever way I found suitable at the time.
0: That sounds like a fun household to be in. Both of your parents were artists. Yes, a very,
1: very active and loud (laughs) household. Okay. (laughs) Yes, yes. And yes. I know your father still practices, right? Yes, yes. He actually is um, a visual artist, and so this this quarantine has been great for him. He's he's been loving it. He just you know changes up the scenery as far as his study and workspace, whether that's outside or in his in house studio. Mm-hmm. Um, he does gesture drawing, painting, sculpting, carving. Literally, you name wow. it, kind of medium, um, you can think of, and Oddly enough, my mother she actually right before everything got shut down, she was actually on tour in Australia oh. for oh, a month. Oh wow! Yeah, she was singing. So so yeah, they they both <laughs> actively practice. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. I love that. So when you were
0: like headed in this direction, they were like, "Oh well, this is a no-brainer. Like, <laughs> of course,
1: <laughs> of yeah, course." I think, I think they were somewhat. Um, I don't know that I can say that they were surprised at how it kind of manifested for me, but I think, you know, there were signs along the way. I do believe that each one of them was probably hoping that I leaned more towards their side of it. (laughs) You know, I, I got some, I think somewhere in the middle where as a dancer and choreographer, I have used the visual illustrations of movement as well as the accompaniment of music to kind of create what I feel best expresses who I am, what I have to say, and how things I believe should continue.
0: Mm. Yes, I love that. <laughs> so you are classically trained as in the piano, right? As pianist?
1: Yes, yes. Actually, I started off when I was five years old playing the piano, uh, classical piano. So yeah, I think the the music, the music was definitely there. And then I played all the way through high school and minored in college. And you have had quite a career of performing and being
0: an art director, and I know now you're teaching. Can you talk
1: more about that journey of how sure. you started? Yeah. Uh, so after after I decided that I was going to major in dance and minor in piano in high school, I decided to go to Howard University, the Howard yes, <laughs> University. Yes, get it right. <laughs> An amazing <laughs> school, way, right? Yes, I'm very, very, very proud of my my alma mater. Um, so once I once I was there, I was able to take dance classes from legends, you mm-hmm. know, from from all over the world, really, in ballet, and modern, and jazz, and tap, and African, and hip hop, like every single genre that you can think of. I was able to witness and and learn from, from the best. So from that, I had the opportunity to encounter the kinds of people that you only see on TV, (laughs) you know, winning awards or, or, you know, in different productions for their work. So I auditioned in the middle of my senior year for Garth Fagan Dance Company in New York City. Um, His company is based in uh, Rochester, New York, and this year is actually their 50th year in existence oh wow yeah so for many people who don't know garth fagan won the tony award for the choreography for the lion king yes it's still the um you know longest running and biggest selling title <laughs> in history so so yeah so I, I auditioned in the middle of my senior year it was november it was super super cold from dc to to new york city on that uh it was like what a 22 dollar china bus Mm-hmm. You could take, <laughs> exactly. mm-hmm. and uh, got. I remember putting my makeup on in Starbucks, and I auditioned that morning. And out of a hundred and I want to say there was about a hundred and fifteen women, and there was only one spot, mm. and I was the one that that uh, he chose. Yay! So, yeah, so that was the it, towards the you know the end of that semester, and then for my spring semester senior year, I traveled back and forth (laughs) from D.C. to New York, from Rochester, excuse me, New York to rehearse and perform with the company. And my first official tour with the company was right after my senior dance concert on campus at Howard University. My parents took me to the airport the very next day (laughs) to go and join the company in Berlin. Wow. Uh, Pro tour there. And then when I got back from there, I went to graduation. And the following day, my parents helped me pack up everything. And then I moved officially uh, to New York, to Rochester, to, to dance with the company. And I performed and toured with them as a principal dancer for about five and a half years. Mm. So I got to see all types of things, be be all over the world, traveling, performing, meeting all kinds of people. Um, And one of the things that was really incredible to me was to watch the choreographic process, which eventually inspired me to want to go and start my own. (laughs) So I, I moved back home to Ohio is where I'm originally from. And at that point, people started realizing i was home. and was like oh, teach my child teach my child so after you know so many lessons private lessons i said well maybe i should just go ahead and turn this into a school
0: yes <laughs> so i ended up
1: i ended up developing a school and dance company um, while also working as an adjunct faculty member at the university there at Youngstown state so as these things are going on i'm realizing okay there's There's a lot more that I want to be able to invest inside this part of my artistic career. So I got my Master of Fine Arts in Choreography uh, from Jacksonville University in Florida while also maintaining all of this. And then once I felt as though, okay, I really need to go and push, (laughs) push this beyond what I've established now, I became a professor where I am now at Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama which is also an HBCU. Yes. So, so you know, it's really a, a very interesting and unique full circle as far as going to an HBCU for dance, being able to travel the world inside a Black dance company, starting, you know, a dance school and company that focused on being able to work with other children that looked just like me when I was their age Mm -hmm. and young adults as well. And then being able to move into higher education and to support and push that next generation to hopefully do the same and more. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that. And I love that thread of how, use you wanted to share your gifts and help and support other young people who are who wanted to learn how to dance and then to go back and teach that's incredible I love that how do you balance it all it sounds like you're doing a lot of amazing and exciting work but how do you do because I know you still perform and when you can and you're still a choreographer Yes. And
1: you still you you an adjunct professor as well. Well, actually, I'm a I am an assistant professor now. So so yeah, so I'm I'm a full time full time professor as well. So I think one of the things that I realized in grad school was that, and I think I just this has been a kind of a recurring theme throughout my life and career is that everything is connected. Mm-hmm. So my ability to articulate. In a way that students can understand, has to do with one, my experience as a student and the great teachers that I had and mentors, and then also what I know is necessary for them to be able to execute things on the stage on a consistent basis. So all of those things kind of feed each other. And then there's moments where things that I experience in life or witness influence me artistically so I have to put it out <laughs> so that becomes um, yeah. material for for creating movement and choreography and and engineering those types of ideas so you know everything kind of weaves in and out of, it, of of itself so I don't have to go very far for inspiration um, as well as new ideas for creating methodologies to to really help the students um, the best way that I can so mm-hmm. so yeah that as far as the balance part, I, I couldn't tell you, I just, you know, I try to, I try to drink as much water as I can and get some sunshine. That's,
0: yes. So,
1: I feel you. Yeah. But um, but, I, but no, really, yeah, it, it, I think it also becomes a thing of, of being able to just invest in yourself, your lifestyle and realizing the things that you do have to add to you yourself so that you can continue to produce in the way that's being required or the way that you would like to offer.
0: Yes, and when it's all a part of your passion, it doesn't feel like it's work. It's work because it's a lot of hard work, Mm -hmm. but because it's a part of you and you love it and you enjoy it so much. I know for me, that's how I feel that it's not necessarily feeling like work in the moment and everything is connected because it's part of your, your thread. Would you say that performing or dancing is the
1: the connection for everything that you do? I would actually just say that creating is, you know, the the idea that jack of all trades, master of none, that never sat well with me, like ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if you look further into the full statement, it basically is saying, you know, that you you have to also engage in other parts of life you focusing on one thing <laughs> does not make you successful mm-hmm. <laughs> so and for me the um the mastery for me becomes creativity and so how that creativity manifests can be all of these different things yes
0: and everything feeds in together everything kind of enriches and makes everything better
1: yeah yeah that's that's texture that yes. flavor
0: that's those yes are things. <laughs> yes so it sounds like your parents were a huge support system for you, oh, but- absolutely. Yes, yes. Who else in your career kind of supported you or helped you along? I'm always curious to know the connections that lead people to where they are and the people who they meet who kind of direct their path or help them along the path. Mm -hmm. Were there moments in your career where you felt like there were um, pivotal people or situations Mm -hmm. that kind of pushed you forward? (laughs)
1: I'm sure. sure so yeah, sure, so um, I would have to say like, uh, my grandmother and my eldest aunt, my grandmother mm-hmm. my mother's side, she took me and we were in the garage one day, and she taught me the time step. You oh. know, every tap dancer knows the time step. And I just, I'll never forget that. And at one point she said, you know, she's always loved to dance. And she said, you know, if I hadn't met your grandfather, none of you would be here. Cause I'd be somewhere around the world dancing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, she, you know, she's always said that. And then my eldest aunt, my, on my father's side, my father's mother's sister, she was a dancer and in fact she was one of the first um caramel house dancers in cleveland the historic caramel house uh, theater mm-hmm. and um she got the chance to to go to to west africa i believe with um alex haley's son they were you know doing a tour and she got to dance over there she got to take some dance classes and when she came um back she just always remembered you know, the feeling that it was. And she told me, she said, when you get the chance to go, make sure that you dance. So these were, you know, just from a, a young, young child hearing these types of stories kind of propelled my imagination. And then, you know, there were absolutely people like, um, Mr. Everett McCullum, who recently just passed actually. Um, but he was 90 years old. He was my piano teacher. Mm. And so he was, he was always, I mean, if I didn't learn anything else, discipline. Yes. <laughs> discipline, 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 and practice. You have to practice. You've never, you're never done practicing ever. Um, you know, that and that's always your responsibility. No one else can do your practice for you. Your Absolutely. practice has to be your practice. And then when I got to college, Dr. Cheryl Berryman Johnson, who was the director of our program, of the dance program, oh my goodness, she was. A mighty, mighty woman. All five foot one of her. <laughs> she was probably she was probably the most um, the strongest, fiercest energy that I had ever seen bottled up in such a small size. And her reach was incredible. She was a person that looked at dance through anthropology as a science, as mathematics as language, like there was nothing Mm -hmm. that she did not see dance as. And because of that, it, it broadened our thoughts. (laughs) It it brought, brought a very holistic approach to how we approached it ourselves. And so because of that, it challenged us and it was not easy. (laughs) There was, there was nothing about, about it that was easy, but it prepared us. And Mm -hmm. so the connections that I was able to make because of of women, you know, like her and I had other uh, dance teachers and instructors that she brought in that I still have relationships with to this day that, you know, were extremely influential. So, I mean, there's, there's just, I I probably, I could probably give you, you know, maybe 20 more names of people who have been, you know, extremely influential, supportive, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. inspiring Um, In the of mine. Yeah. Yes.
0: I love that. Because I think community is everything. And when you have like that support system around you who really believes in you and wants to see you win, I think like we can do magic and, you know, discipline, like you mentioned, and, you know, having self-conviction and, you know, other things are really important as well. But I think people undermine the importance of community
1: so much. So, yeah. I love that. so even, even with that, uh, the reason why I'm at Alabama State University is because of my Howard connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, that's that is, you know, people don't understand. You know why Howard people are so proud, or just people who've gone to HBCUs. But it it really is family. Yes. There are there are ways that people look out for you because they recognize you as family, but they don't look out for other people in that right. same way. You know, right. I, and I think I think that type of collective familial approach is is really one of the only ways <laughs> that any of us have survived uh-huh. this long, and so. There's absolutely no way that I can negate that one of yes. um, one of my one of my groups of, of Howard folks we call ourselves Dance Fi because we pledged Howard University's dance program BFA dance program for all oh. those years
0: <laughs> Oh wow you know we
1: were we were online for however long it took <laughs> to graduate mm-hmm. but, but the lifelong connection that we have, is irreplaceable, absolutely priceless and invaluable. So yeah, the the network, especially as, a, as creatives, that's how we live. Exactly. Yes.
0: It drives me. It actually makes me feel stronger. So yeah. I totally yeah, feel now. you. <laughs> yes. I want to talk more about your foundation, a Lindsay Renee Foundation mm-hmm. that you have. I think yes. it's it's an incredible organization, and if you could just share more about what it
1: is and what you do there, I think okay. uh, people would really love to hear it. <laughs> so I started the organization, um, the nonprofit, because I realized that the the level of access that students who look like me when they were little, when I was little have is very limited because of the resources that their families may or may not have. And so I would hate for something to be close enough to them to be able to reach, but yet too far because of money. Like that, that's the worst. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Worst. So I created the organization in order to support, to financially support uh, the the cause of exposing students to the arts specifically through dance. So the organization, we basically sponsored a lot of the scholarships for tuition for the dance school that I had. Um, Some of the summer programs where students wanted to be able to go and actually take classes other places to further their education. That was something else that we supported. Many of the students before they started coming to us, they had never been inside a theater. They had never gone to see a ballet or a concert mm-hmm. a dance concert so i remember the first time that some of them got to see dance theater of harlem some mm-hmm. their the look in their eyes mm. <laughs> and i re- i remember being that child i remember when my parents you know took me to the theater it was one of the most magical experiences ever and that was enough to inspire me to go just a little bit further and so i felt as though inside my community specifically, it was important that if I had the power to engage the students and keep them inspired just that long, to be able to catapult them to that next decision to further their life choices, then that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, we, (laughs) we've worked, we've worked really hard. Um, Right now, more so the focus is on being able to create opportunities for other dancers, more the pre-professional young adult, to be able to perform. So last year we were able to take some students to Chicago, actually, to perform for the La Femme Festival that's sponsored by Red Clay Dance Company. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the year before that, we took some students to um, the Mod Arts Dance and Choreography uh, Showcase. So, and that was, some, I want, I want to say at least one of those students that was their first time ever even being on a plane yes. and both of the students that they performed a duet, both the students that went, that was their first time ever being in New York city. So, you know, that that type of thing is you can't really put a dollar amount on even though it has one. So, yeah. It's, it's a business, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely important to be able to provide that type of support or an adequate support to be able to continue to make those things happen.
0: Yes, and just like showing that it's possible right at a young age mm-hmm. like if you want to be a dancer you may not see other brown or black bodies who dance and just just right. see you as that person who can showcase that I think that's incredible and so important oh. and that yeah it really is important and so like be that person I'm sure 10 years from now, when I, when someone asks one of your students who inspired them, I'm sure they'll say Lindsay Renee. So <laughs> I think that is so important. I'm a huge advocate for that. I think your work is important. So is it young? What's the age? How can people join your um,
1: foundation? So um, right now, uh, you can get some of the online stuff. We're transitioning a lot of things to online as well. You know, yeah. times are calling for. But um, if you go to org, you can sign up, create a login password and you can sign up and we'll be able to give you all the information. We have some updates coming out very soon, especially as summer is approaching. Um, that'll be going on about different opportunities that are coming up. We'll be t- teaching some online classes. So yeah, there's, there's lots of opportunities. Um, the horizon
0: yes please go look that up and you know if you have anyone in your life who's looking for a dance instructor and wants to see you know have a diversity of dance skills because i know you have hip-hop and african dance and tap and classical if you want to learn from the best definitely (laughs) check this out because i think it's incredible Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I have a fun question for you. (laughs) So I'm curious if from everything that you've accomplished so far, all the work that you've done so far, what are you the most proud of? What's your favorite accomplishment so far?
1: I don't know that I have a favorite. I do have some favorite moments. Okay. 2008. Mm Mm-hmm the year that Obama was elected. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I believe it was November 4th, I believe, was the date. I think so, yeah. Tuesday. And this was my first official season with Garth Fagan Dance. We were performing at the Joyce Theater in New York City, um, right off Broadway. And my parents (laughs) were able to come and bring they brought about 15 people with them and one of those people was my grandmother mm. um so she was able to see me perform and opening night was actually the same night that obama won the election so all of those things happened <laughs> yes so you know it's a good sign <laughs> yeah. and then i would have to say another accomplishment i guess that i'm proud of is being able to bring concert dance to my hometown Mm -hmm. in a way that it it had not been presented before my I believe that that where I'm from it is it is a small town and so people are used to recitals they're very very used to recitals they're very used to seeing the nutcracker Mm -hmm. seeing you know these these classic tales as well as the end of the year performance so to speak but what I was able to bring was something a little bit different. It, it was a piece of my experience that they would not have gotten to see otherwise. So I think that that was, that was something that I was very, very uh, <laughs> happy to be able to, to help happen. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's still happening in your hometown right now no actually the the well the last- con- the last actual concert we had was in two thousand seventeen that was the last okay. concert that we've had but there's been workshops there's yeah. been classes that have still been been going on awesome so you're kind
0: of going back and forth then from Atlanta to your hometown
1: <laughs> yeah i'm I'm a little bit all over the place uh my grandmother has been saying that that I live out of a suitcase and <laughs> kind of accurate. Yes. Um, I guess with, with a lot of things going digital, it kind of provides us even with more opportunity to be able to reach more people. So I won't have to travel <laughs> as much, Yeah, as I, but, um, but yeah, it, it definitely provides us with opportunities to be able to to showcase and share in ways that we couldn't before. So yes. that's, I have to say that I am loving the South. It, The weather, I heard my parents got uh, snow this weekend, so I'm not missing. Oh, my gosh. No.
0: <laughs> no. No, I'm a tropical baby, so any type of sun, sunshine, yes. I'm all here for. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel you. Yes. Well, thank you so much. How can people get in contact with
1: you, learn more about your work? Yeah, so you can go to my website, www.lenzirenea.org. That's L I N D S A Y R E N E A.org. Um, you can follow me on social media. It's Lindsay Renee on everything on Facebook, on Instagram. I even broke down and got a TikTok. So. <laughs>
0: you know what i did see that on instagram you did a tiktok
1: video oh Oh. (laughs) yeah i i I did i blame i blame my students that's what i that's what i'm doing
0: no it's fun (laughs) (laughs) awesome well Thank you so much for coming on. And yes, look up Lindsay Renee. She is doing amazing work in her foundation in Ohio. And also she's an amazing, badass choreographer and performer. You can see a lot of her work online. And of course she teaches, so she
1: does it all. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This has absolutely been a pleasure. Of course. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
0: See you next week, same day, same time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And send me a comment if you really like this one. And remember to uplift and support another woman creative today. Always remember to embrace your creative genius.